0: Well, welcome back to episode 102 of my podcast, Simply Complicated. I am your host, Katie Ford. And today we are going to be talking about four of the main coping strategies that people um, tend to go to, and they are fight, flight, This is going to be a doozy freeze and fawn. So when we are triggered and faced with, you know, something that perhaps doesn't feel so epic within our system, they are tend to be the top four heavy hitters of how we choose to or how we have been programmed to handle that. And, you know, there is absolutely nothing wrong with any of those until they start working for you. We will talk a little bit about what each of them are and how they may present themselves. And also, you know, I really, by the aim of this entire podcast, is that it's an invitation to get curious with how we show up, why we show up in a certain way. If we're cool with that, then gravy, mate. But if it's something that is no longer serving us, then let me throw a few questions to you to ponder and even some strategies to support you in staying put and self-soothing and all of that epic stuff. So without further ado, let's get stuck into it. Okay, I really love that music. I'm not going to lie, I may say that for quite a few episodes. <laughs> I really do enjoy it. So, I obviously have to come up with the topics um, each week for Simply Complicated, and they can be, they come to me, and I'm inspired to talk about them from either things that I'm reading, things that I'm seeing, things that I'm living through. Um, conversations from client sessions which you know are obviously one of my greatest sources of inspirations because um, I have the best clients in the whole wide world shout out to any of them who are listening I appreciate you and yeah and so this week when I was choosing what to talk about and what our go-to responses were and are And the reason being is because I was sitting there and trawling when the kids were having some iPad time in the evening and I was desperately seeking like realestate.com and I was like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I had had like a bit of a rough weekend, like emotionally, and that happens sometimes when you're parenting little people and I was searching outside of myself so frantically to solve them and automatically one of the first things that come to mind always is you know when the going gets tough the tough get going (laughs) and that doesn't mean for me that i want to like hike up my bootstraps and get to work i start dreaming of living anywhere but here because in my mind i'm like that's going to solve all my problems that is going to fix everything and Moving is closely followed by um, an extreme change in haircut. I also want to, you know, go do something really drastic and like go throw myself down a mountain. I'm looking at holidays and it's my go-to and honestly, I'm not mad about it. I actually really, really like that when I start to feel like I am just existing, that it's all very, very hard that I have lost my life force or this life force is doing all the depleting, that I start to look for things that I know will make me feel alive, things that will add value to my life. And yes, selling the house and moving um, seven hours away is generally my go-to and it's usually up around Byron Way that I dream of going because that is where one of my favorite places in Australia and that is where we have a family home um, as well. And I'm like, right, we're gonna pack up and we're gonna move up there and we're gonna have the life and feel the way that I wanna feel because I do love the way that I feel up there. And I'm actually leaving first thing in the morning to head up there. Um, because I can work from anywhere and I can see my clients anywhere that there's a laptop and I love the way that I do feel up there. And sometimes, you know, after I get to a really long stretch of parenting the boys, which I have, we've had like through the last three weeks solo parenting, and I really crave that reset. And I know that if I'm here, I miss them because we're in our house here. Um, And the, the emptiness feels a lot more um, even though I'm like, it was really quite okay with dropping them to school this morning, knowing that their dad was going to pick them up. I know that I, I want to get the most bang for my buck in my days and anyone who is, you know, living the parenting lifestyle or the solo parenting lifestyle, you know how much you give to those little people. So when I do get my window where it's me, just me I really need to draw on the stores that make me feel most alive. And I find that I really like the way that I live up north. And yeah, and I guess that is a sense of running. Um, And that's also really healing for me. And it's something that I've learned because, you know, when I've lived in this town most of my life, there are so many memories and so many um, touch points around here and heart reminders of heartbreak or anxiety or whatever it is and most of the time it doesn't bother me but I'm, I'm feeling a little raw at the moment and that's fine so I do my very best to keep my head up and look forward and that just happens to be so that means that I'll drive to Byron and work from there for the next week. Lucky me. But yeah, that whole, if you saw on Instagram the other day, where my go to is flight, like when things get prolonged periods of difficulty. And, you know, I just am running on empty in terms of serotonin. I'm like, oh, man. I am like dust clouds at my feet. I am background like waving fast behind me. I am ready to run. I am ready to get out of here. And the fairy tale imagination of anywhere else tends to feel pretty good. So when I was looking up all about of our responses, they came up under the banner of trauma responses with like a capital T trauma. Now, there are so many different mechanisms and ways that we all use as human beings and human doings on this planet to be able to self-soothe and to handle what life throws at us. And none of them are wrong until they are no longer working for you. And as long as they are not hurting someone else, obviously, or hurting yourself. But the without going into the hundreds of ways that <laughs> we can self-soothe, The four that get talked about the most in terms of navigating trauma, and they don't, like, I'm reluctant to say trauma because I haven't been going through, you know, what, when people say trauma, right? It feels really big. The way that I am talking about trauma here is anything that you didn't see coming and, that you, your body and your mind doesn't necessarily know how to process it. So that could be, you know, really prolonged periods with parenting challenges. It could be relationship struggles. It could be work struggles. It could be mental health issues that, you know, you're starting to reach max capacity with that. It could be problems within your family dynamics. It could be all sorts of things where you wherever you are and whatever you're doing doesn't feel like home anymore you no longer feel like you are home within your body within your mind it you where you are no longer feels safe that is the definition that we will roll with for trauma and you know they say that where did I read this I should really start writing shit down Um, I do write some things, but obviously this one slipped, but it's like trauma is not the event. Trauma is the way that we respond to the event. And so I like that too. That also lands because the way that any of us respond to what has happened to us, you know, the physical response and the mental response is what we're talking about here. Okay, so the four big hitters, fight, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So fawning tends to be a response where a person develops like people-pleasing behaviors to avoid conflict and establish a sense of safety. So you tend to sort of like soften yourself. You make yourself small. Um, You do anything to sort of appease the other person regardless or appease the situation regardless of what is going on with you so you can sort of the way that fawning might present itself is people pleasing uh lack of boundaries codependency um that sort of thing the next one that people you know let's start at the top fight that is you know where you stand your ground and confront the threat so when you're faced with difficulty it is like your go-to is like rage anger conflict you are going to flip the tables on the whole situation like you are going to fight and I mean that's pretty self-explanatory really um flight that's what we've just spoken about the desire to run away from the threat the desire to make yourself disappear the desire to get away from the thing that is making you feel most uncomfortable and so that sort of presents itself with like anxiety panic panic um avoidance (laughs) I can't even see that and freeze okay so let's talk about freeze that's like where you shut down you like block out what is going on you just you know you it can come in the way of like being completely sort of paralyzed within your body you can go like bright-eyed um you can then sort of you know, other ways it might show up is like super low energy, a feeling of numbness that you can't actually feel anything at all. Um, you might mentally and emotionally shut down and none of these are wrong. There is no right way to respond. There is no wrong way to respond. Fight could be interesting (laughs) and probably wouldn't feel that great. Um, But all of these responses we have developed from childhood and they were developed in a way to protect ourselves and they served a purpose. That is what we used and we felt and learnt was the way to handle things. So none of them are wrong until they stop working for you. And different situations may evoke different trauma responses within ourselves. Like there are definitely sometimes and different situations where I will absolutely hold my ground and get full, like I am woman, hear me roar. But most of the time, especially when I'm faced with like a prolonged situation or an immense feeling, yeah, it's always flight. Like, bye. <laughs> like, and I have no problem with that. It doesn't hurt me, it doesn't hurt anyone else. I'm yet to move. And I think and I I think the fact that daydreaming of being anywhere else and knowing that I could leave a situation and escape and create and rebuild somewhere else that is really freeing to me. That is soul balm. That gives me light. That gives me life. Because a lot of the time, like, you know, solo parenting, um, as much as what I do and anyone who is has found themselves in, in on a life path where it's going to look a certain way, if you're in a long-term relationship or, you know, you've committed to a certain path, there are times when if you look at the big picture, it is going to feel like an elephant is sitting on your chest or is this just me? <laughs> laughs Laughs nervously at the microphone (laughs) please say it's also you I know we all um have moments but I definitely I can't speak for everyone so I know if I look at the big picture because I'm particularly finding um certain elements of the parenting journey right now really hard really really challenging and if I look at the big picture it oh my I can't, I actually get a physical chest pain right now. Like it's so overwhelming to me to think of having to navigate this every single day for the rest of my days. I don't know how I'm going to cope. So I bring it right back. I look at what I can handle on the daily and I give so much respect to people who have big five year, 10 year detailed, massive life plans I'm not that girl because if I look at the big scope of things I get completely overwhelmed so I bring it back to how I feel today and of course I have like in 10 years I'd like to be living up on the north coast I love that but I don't look at the nitty-gritty of how that's going to get there um, because that is not what feels expansive to me yet who knows that could change I'm not I'm untethered I'm not tethered to anything um but when i am facing these huge um or any period of you know discomfort there are some steps that i like to go to and if ever i'm supporting someone through these periods of you know unrest and deep thought and um contemplation and curiosity there's definitely a little bit of a formula that we can sort of do and move through um, to help us make sense of it all, so that we are not necessarily throwing the baby out with the bathwater <laughs> and missing the gift that this discomfort and our emotions and the way that we feel them and the way that we experience our life brings. So, if you know, in the face of your trauma response or in the face of how you like, trauma is such a big word, I want to soften it. So the way that we experience any prolonged discomfort. The first step I would always say is let it be there. Let it be there. You are allowed to feel uncomfortable. You are going to be okay with that discomfort. You don't have to do anything. Just notice it. Just be like, wow, okay, yeah, I'm really looking up Pinterest because I want to cut some bangs. Why is that, I wonder? but yeah okay cool like I'm gonna let it be there you notice that you're feeling overwhelmed yeah sweet you notice that you're feeling very agitated cool like that's interesting we can just let it be there you actually don't have to do anything and I find that the the periods of my life where I trust my ability to find my way through and I just allow it to be there are the times where it moves on and moves through the quickest The second thing is I ask, what's going on here? Like, what is going on here? Why is this coming up for me? Is this my stuff? Is this someone else's stuff? Is it the moon? Because I feel like she's got a lot to answer for. Am I like, where am I in my cycle? What is happening You know, like, am I taking on someone else's vibes? Am I taking on someone else's issue? Am I making their shit my shit? That is very, you know, important questions to be asking. Number three, like, why am I doing that? Like, if you are taking on someone else's stuff, like, why is that? Why am I making their problem mine? And then you always ask again, okay, well, why is that? Okay, well, why is that? And then we're starting to get to the core of the problem, right? Okay, and so on the flip side, if it is your stuff, right, and you realize that it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, um, and you realize that it is your situation and it's your choices that, you know, you're feeling this way because of something that you have said or done or whatever or the way that you're looking at the world, it's like well why am I feeling this way it's like well because you know like I went and had five ten wines when I shouldn't have and now I don't like my life choices and I'm questioning everything and I wish I didn't do that and I don't know why I didn't come home at seven thirty, and why did I stay out till 10 and now I feel like you know a bin fire of a human being I know way too much about this clearly I am yep I know how this feels and then it's like well why am I feeling like a bin fire and it's like well I drank too much when and I should have come home I don't know why it's like well you do why was that and it's like well I was actually feeling sad and I was looking for ways to feel better well why was that well I just got my heart broken and it's like well why was that well you know I stayed too long or I you know shouldn't have let my boundaries down or I shouldn't have answered that text or I shouldn't have whatever it is or I should have gone whatever there are a million should have would have could have but I didn't you know and it's like okay well you got your heart broken and you tried to numb out on whatever it is and yeah okay that explains that probably don't need to move do you you just probably need to recognize when you are feeling a some sort of way that the best thing for you to do is to not go and get on the piss (laughs) right groundbreaking I know or for instance you know like it could be something to do with work it's like well oh you want to pack everything and quit the job and you know move cities and it's like well why why am I feeling this way it's so, like, well, I'm not feeling good at work. Okay, well, why am I not feeling good at work? Because I'm not standing up for myself and no one listens to me. And it's like, well, why is that? And it's like, well, because I'm actually not advocating for myself. And why is that? And it's like, well, I'm scared that someone will laugh at me and I'm not, and I don't want to feel that way. And it's like, well, why is that? Because I don't believe in myself. Bingo. Okay, so then we're getting to it. So that is why we always keep asking, and why, and why, and why? And that is what the gold is, you know? And again, the same thing. It's like always coming back to compassion. Like, what do I need here? Like, what can I do to support myself through this? More often, it's just the realization that you are feeling some sort of way and you're not feeling great. It could be that you need to make some life choices and, you know, choose where you're putting your energy. It could be that you need to formulate a plan for, you know, or schedule a meeting at work so that you do start to feel more confident, that you do start to see your patterns and where you are playing small. Um, yeah, there are so many different avenues, but it all starts with awareness and curiosity when it comes to how we are experiencing anything. And one of the biggest things is when you do start to notice that you, that there are some patterns playing out within your life or you are showing up feeling some sort of way or you, after spending certain like time with certain people, you come away feeling a certain way. Or if when you feel sad going to the pub and drinking or seven to eight potentially margaritas or insert cocktail of choice, Doesn't make you feel good. And then, you know, like, what are you going to do about it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And you know what? I don't actually know if that is the definition of insanity. I feel like someone said that Einstein has said that, but it's pretty flicking, like clear that that's not a really great way of doing things. Yeah. And fawning, like if that is something that is working for you and you like like dissolving your sense of self and appeasing everyone else's needs and slowly becoming some sort of version of yourself so god forbid rock the boat then do that but if you realize that you there is another way and that your needs are going unmet here and you want more for yourself than that and that you're feelings and experience of any situation matters then that is something to get curious about and that is something to lean into but the way that you are feeling when we are in these periods of our life where things feel a certain way that don't feel good There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with you. You are more often than not having a completely human response to something that is going on outside of you. So I want you to go real gently with yourself there and always go to your self-care kit. Like you don't have to change anything. You don't have to fix a feeling But if you are not feeling a way that supports you and the life that you want to live, when you are ready and it has bought its gifts and you are tired of asking the questions, what are your fallbacks? What is in your self-care kit? So for me, sleep, prioritizing sleep is one of the most important things I can ever do for myself. I make sure that I am eating well and I double down on adding more nutrients in, moving my body there's a reason that there's somatic healing. Like I make sure that I integrate movement into my day every single day in some way, shape or form. Um, What else really helps me? Meditation. I, you know, the last thing you often feel like doing when you're rattled and your cage is feeling a bit like, is sitting in the spot and breathing. But sometimes that is the very thing that will help you. Other times, not so much. Like, Know what it is that you need and what your go-tos are, your heroes in the self-care pack, and give them to yourself. Sometimes it is journaling and, you know, curiosity and getting really crystal clear and doing the deep inner work. Sometimes it's Netflix. Sometimes it's podcasts. Listen to what you need. But most of all, know that as long as you are taking care of yourself, And I use capital S, like yourself and your spirit and your soul. Big feelings don't need fixing. They need space to move. And when you are ready, if it's there for you, get curious with what is going on. But you don't need to correct feeling certain ways. You don't need to judge yourself for the way that you choose to handle situations as long as they're working for you and they're not hurting you or anyone else. But if they are... I hope that you find this podcast helpful and useful and thought provoking. The best way that you can support me in being able to keep getting these podcasts out is to share them with your friends. Uh, Leave me a comment or uh, some insight or an aha moment on the Instagram post that will be up within the next day or so around this post or share it with someone who you feel would really benefit from going, oh, okay. Okay. That's why I do that. Or knowing that someone else feels that way too, because we are all in this together. You are never going through this alone. We are all very, very human beings. And by that, I mean, we are delightfully complex. We are tantalizingly, and I don't even want to use the word flawed because I just, we're just, we're all buffed a different way. (laughs) We all have chinks in our armor. We are all marching to different beats and oh my goodness I'm so glad I can hear the music of mine and I hope that you are taking time this week to hear the music of yours if you love this leave a review and I will be talking to you next week